What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. Live on the ground reports uh, from our, our Wood Street folks who are facing yet another mass eviction. We are joined by Talia Husbands Hankin, known to many affectionately as Boots, who is also the founder of Love and Justice in the Streets. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Kat. And then I understand we've got Bridget on the phone. I don't have your bio here on my run sheet, but Bridget, you're an organizer uh, with Wood Street, correct? Yes, I'm a. I'm more accurately, I guess, a staff attorney at East Bay Community Law Center. I've been supporting the residents here um, for the last uh, six or seven months now. Great. Thank you so much for being on the show. We've got a short period of time and a lot to cover, including what the call to action continues to be. Boots, what is the city saying in terms of why another eviction and why now when folks are literally in the process of trying to restabilize following the months of storms, the city's failed response to protect folks during that storm, the storms that literally destroyed homes and displaced even further so many folks? What's happening? So the city of Oakland has been really pushing hard to to do this mass eviction because the the public land that folks are living on currently at 1707 Wood Street is um, being sold to developers, develop what they're calling affordable housing. But what we know is that that housing will not be accessible or affordable to anyone who is currently living on the land. Um, And people are instead being offered short-term stays at shelters that are inadequate and inaccessible to many of the residents who are living here, Governor Newsom has put $8.6 million into creating a new pro, a new community cabin site down the street on Wood Street that is offering people 90 days worth of temporary shelter with only the ability to bring two bags of your belongings. Um, so it's extremely um, challenging right now. People are very um, traumatized and um we're asking community members to show up on support and bear witness. Boots, walk us through what happened yesterday, and then Bridget, question for you in terms of violations of anybody's rights. Uh, we know that there's some um, some OPD officers on site that have been directly responsible for the murder of some of our community members. What happened yesterday, Boots? So there was a, basically a massive amount of resources wasted on this sweep. We saw um, a huge police presence, a huge Department of Public Works presence, many police officers standing around for hours and hours and hours doing nothing except for pre- creating a police line. They barricaded advocates and um, residents from being in the work zone. Um, they put up a big fence, and so people were unable to um, be close up witnessing and making sure that folks' belongings were not taken. Um, we're very concerned that they're going to continue to use this barricade model um, today as they be, they come closer and closer to demolishing people's structures and homes. There are many tiny homes that are um, that have been built on this um, plot, and, and also people who are living in vehicles. Um, and we're concerned that you know people's vehicles might be impounded yesterday. Um, there was a resident who was in the back of a pickup truck loading belongings um, of another resident, and the tow truck started driving off while the resident was in the back of the pickup truck. And a group of um, residents and advocates started screaming to, to alert the, the driver that they needed to stop. And so, you know, this, this kind of, like, rushed, 
carelessness that's going on. It's just, you know, bulldozers, police. It's very intense. It's very stressful. And we're talking about a community that has been targeted for years. People have already been through mass evictions. People have already experienced being swept. And many people have been, you know, um, dealt with OPD and have a lot of trauma. And so this just... um, is another level of state violence and harm just again um impacting this community bridget from your perch as an attorney what did you witness yesterday yeah i mean i think i think boots really hit the nail on the head with everything she just said um one of the things that you know it's a little bit difficult to to um predict exactly how the rest of the eviction will take place because yesterday the city was mostly focused on removing actual debris and garbage which of course is something that residents have been requesting for years that would have made everyone more safe um but so as the city was doing that there just wasn't as much dispute that that could have arisen as to whose the property was but as as the eviction continues as people's homes and all of their belongings come under threat I'm incredibly concerned that there will be some some property loss and loss of shelter. Um, folks have lived here for years and years, and so there's also the loss of their community um, and the support systems that come with that. Um, and then, as as Boots mentioned, there's you know some shelter that is available through the city of Oakland, but uh, we have residents who have expressed needs related to disabilities that would make it so that that shelter is not accessible for them. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really counting on the city to step up and make accommodations and offer people actually accessible shelter, but we have not really seen that occurring. Um, so as people's actual shelter um, and their homes come under threat, I'm very concerned. Um, and also, to be honest, as, you know, media attention and the focus of people sort of dwindles over the next few weeks, I'm quite concerned that the city may escalate its tactics. Um and I'm, I'm concerned also with what Boots was talking about in terms of the, the barricade that the city has been putting up to create what they're calling a safe work zone. Um, but safe for who? You know, safe for the residents who are inside it, trapped and not able to move their belongings? Um, I, I don't think so. So, you know, as long as, as long, if the city is permitting, you know, volunteers and resident supporters to come in and assist them, I think that will be beneficial. But I, I don't know if that's a guarantee. And so we're watching closely. All right, we've got to leave it there. Boots will continue to announce the the demands or the calls to action from Wood Street. We also want to continue to cover this to Bridget's point. This will not be a dwindling issue on this show. So hopefully we'll have you back um, early next week. Thank you both for joining. Thank you so much. And I, I, I just I want to say, because I mentioned that, that the police officers, some of them are our most notorious, brutal police officers in OPD. One of the officers uh, on site yesterday was Sergeant Patrick Gonzalez. In 2001, Gonzalez strip searched a young man in broad daylight and then dislocated his jaw. In 2002, he shot and killed Joshua Russell. In 2006, he shot and wounded Amir Rollins. In 2007, he murdered Gary King. Uh, in 2009, um, he killed Lavelle um, Mixon. Um, and this this dude is being paid more than 200 racks a year for terrorizing the residents of Oakland. That's on who's on scene, and that's part of why there is a call to action for folks to go and bear witness. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. 
That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>